Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Good morning, Tucson, and welcome to the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this Football Friday here in the beautiful city of Tucson. It is 7.02 on your Tucson Friday morning, and you're listening here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson, as we are Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. So glad to be back with you here. So glad to have a full week with you guys uh, this week. Uh, Just hashtag blessed to be able to talk on the air at least, do my job, uh, and be able to talk on the air with you guys and and uh, bring you everything in the world of sports, and I appreciate you tuning in here. We had a busy show today, plenty of things to get into, topics. We're going to spread it out today amongst uh, several of the sports. We've got NBA playoffs to discuss, both results from last night and previews for tonight and for the weekend ahead. We've also got plenty of NFL news and notes as the NFL draft continues to inch closer. It, it like It feels like it's taking forever to get here, like, Two months ago, it seemed like so far away, but then it was rapidly approaching. And now that we're within a week, it's like, oh, it's grinding on, and it's taking forever to get here, and it's driving me crazy. So we will uh, we will have some uh, <clears throat> some NFL draft for you. Just just a little bit of banter, just a little bit of talk. I, I, I kind of want to share my opinions as to what I think what team is is the potential linchpin for the for the actual draft. I mean, we we see it every year. There's always one team that everyone's kind of wondering what they're going to do with their pick, uh, or you know if there's a team that's lingering later in the first round or not even in the first round that's going to try to jump in and do something big like the 49ers did last year with Trey Lance or you know whatever have you. So I, I think there's a, there's potential for a couple of teams to really kind of set this thing off and you know set up what the other teams are going to do following what this team does. So we'll talk about that coming up. Also, a lot of discussion uh, nationally around the Arizona Cardinals and what's going to be happening uh, with Kyler Murray and with that football team. Steve Keim gave an interview. He was quoted as saying some things. Kyler Murray was on Twitter yesterday tweeting out some things. Uh, a lot of people have been responding to the podcast that pa- Patrick Peterson and Chase Edmonds made an appearance on. You know, Cardinal fans are, you know, as great as Patrick Peterson was in the the ten years that he was with the Arizona Cardinals, and as uh, you know, big of a fan favorite as he was. As it happened before he he left, even the you know the, before he even left the Cardinals organization, he was yapping about the franchise and you know some of the people in the front office, and you know basically showing that he was disgruntled with a lot of the time while he was uh, while he was here. I think he feels like he wasted a lot of his career on this franchise. And I can certainly understand why he would think that way. Uh, but a lot of Cardinal fans are upset that, you know, it's like, oh, now you're gone. Now you want to talk about the team. Well, he was talking about the team well before he was gone. Trust me. Uh, you, you, you know, you just got to pay attention to some of the things that were being said out there. And in his final season, he basically quit on the team. So, um, 
not a whole lot of love lost here between Patrick Peterson and the Arizona Cardinals slash the Arizona Cardinals fans. So uh, interesting stuff still emerging from the uh, podcast and the, the quotes that were given by Patrick Peterson. Just a, you know, there's a small snippet from the podcast is what I'm guessing uh, based on the, the lack of amount of quotes and things that are out there. It's just everybody's focus, focusing on a couple of sentences. We also have some giveaways today, uh, or actually just one giveaway, but we're still going to be giving away that digital copy to the Batman, the uh, the digital copy of the 4K downloadable uh, file of the movie The Batman. You can unmask the truth as the Batman is caught in a deadly game of cat and mouse with the Riddler uh, and other villains, Catwoman, uh, Penguin, in you know making an appearance in the movie. Uh, this is starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz. You can own the Batman on 4K Ultra HD, and you can win it today. Just be listening for your cue to text on that. We also have some uh, some cool tickets coming up for you next week on the show here, so be listening for that as well. We also have a a great uh, a great lineup of sports that are going to be on the airwaves here on ESPN Tucson over the weekend, Suns and Pelicans tonight. That game is going to start. Coverage is going to start immediately after Spears and Ali today. They're going to be on the air from 3 to 6 as usual. And then Suns and Pelicans coverage will begin right at 6 p.m. And then Saturday we've got some baseball. we got a doubleheader on Saturday. we got Brewers and Phillies followed by the Mets and D-backs. Of course, we are your Tucson home for Arizona Diamondbacks baseball in addition to Phoenix Suns basketball. And then Sunday, we've got a doubleheader also. We've got Mets and D-backs once again. That game going to be starting at 1230, followed by Sunset Pelicans. So we've got uh, our two uh, our two home teams going to be on the air on Sunday, so that should be fun. And then the, uh, the Dodgers are coming to town, so we'll have some Dodgers and D-backs baseball for you next week right here on ESPN Tucson. But stay tuned. We are all about that sports action here on ESPN Tucson, whether it be live local radio shows in the morning and the afternoons and the coverage of the the best teams here in the uh, in the the Valley of the Sun or the state of Arizona, whatever you want to call it, uh, with D-backs baseball and uh, not that they're one of the best teams, but obviously it's baseball and they get to play some pretty good teams, including the Dodgers and the Mets that are going to be playing in a uh, in two series back to back. So stay tuned here to ESPN Tucson for all your sports uh, sports information, live action, and all that. Uh, okay, so NBA playoffs last night. Lots of stuff to kind of unpack. Uh, really interesting games last night. I mean, starting with the game in Minnesota where the Memphis Grizzlies were down 26 points in the second quarter of that game. 26 points in the second quarter. And then they just turned on the defense, literally. And I, this was I, – I remember because I, I was I – was, kind of half paying attention, half not paying attention. It's like, I'm 26 points. I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I've got other things I can be doing right now other than gluing my eyeballs to this nonsense. I kept looking at it, and I'm like, wait, did, has, has Minnesota scored in a while? Like, what was the last time they scored? Yeah, it turns out it took them eight over eight and a half minutes to score a bucket in this, between the second and third quarters. Like, they didn't score at all. It was, it was a complete meltdown by the Minnesota Timberwolves and or great defensive effort by the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, this series has been, it's been very interesting because, you know, I mentioned that it's been physical, but it's, it's the young physical, you know, so it's like, it's not, um, 
you know, it's not experienced veteran, you know, wily veteran type physical play. It's young, like violent physical play. And I said there's going to be blood in this series, and there almost was last night. Um, and it, it, it's really indicative of the maturity levels of both of these teams, the m- violent swings you're seeing in the game. And I don't mean like actual like swinging of the fist. I'm talking about swings on the scoreboard. Minnesota up 26, and they lose the game by nine. I mean, they scored 12 points in the second quarter, 12 points in the fourth quarter after scoring 39 in the first and then scoring 32 in the third. I mean, these are just things that you see out of young teams. And now you have two really young and obviously athletic and talented teams going at one another, and it's like watching uh, like an arm wrestling match where it's just back and forth, and, you know, it's like, We've almost got a pin, and then this guy fights back, and he pushes the other guy all the way to nearly a pin, and then it's a—it's just a—it's been a, a, a weird but fun series to watch. Anytime you erase a twenty-six point deficit in a playoff game and win the game on the road, wow! I mean, those are some crazy, crazy wicked odds uh, that you have defied in that particular venture. Now, uh, the Grizzlies take the two-one series lead. John Morant has a, a very quiet triple-double last night, right? 16 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Desmond Bain, who, he, he look, he's a guy that I was actually, I've been betting on FanDuel all year long because you just kind of recognize a guy who's going to just automatically get you three three-point field goals a game. And odds on getting three, you know, basically every game can be a little bit, you know, for a guy, unless your name is Steph Curry, where they, you know, Everybody, you know, Vegas expects you to make five or six every single game. You're going to get pretty good odds. And I've been able to sprinkle in Desmond Bain on dozens, and I, and I mean dozens, of winning parlay cards. And last night, good God, he was good, man. 26 points, 7 of 15 from beyond the arc. And Desmond Bain has been a definite difference maker in this series. He played 40 minutes last night. Uh, by the way, he was also 3 of 4 from the free throw line. Had a couple of block shots, had a steal. He really filled up the uh, the stat box last night. Here's a question for you: Where has Carl Anthony Towns gone? Like, like where? Like where is he? He's this this end all be all superstar, the guy that Phoenix Suns fans were clamoring to trade straight up DeAndre Ayton for. After his 29 point performance in Game One, he was 11 of 18 from the field in that game. Played 40, played 40 minutes. 40, uh, 43 minutes in that game. His minutes have been down. His fouls have been way up. He had 5,000 a game last night. He pretty much had to sit the entire fourth quarter. But he has scored 23 points on 7 of 11 shooting in the last two games of this series. And honestly, like, not only have the last two games of the of this playoff series been, a real, been real clunkers for Carl Anthony Towns, the play-in game, was a clunker for Carl Anthony Towns, but you know the the opening playoff game. Would he have nine points and four rebounds or something like that? Like and a, a just a bunch of stupidity out on the on the court. So essentially, like three of his last four games, he's been a complete non-factor. In fact, he's been damaging to the team in certain ways, committing stupid fouls, doing dumb things on the floor, lots of turnovers, and you know, just not really. I don't know. It's a weird postseason for Carl Anthony Towns it's like he's not trying he he had the good game in game one and he looked I was like okay well this is what we expect out of Carl Anthony Towns and then last two games he stunk now 
I'm going to give credit to Memphis. They've done a pretty good job of, of game planning for him. But uh, you're a superstar of, of that level. you got to show up. you got to be better than that. And, you know, like Kevin Durant also, a lot of people are like, where's Kevin Durant? <laughs> Boss is doing a great job on him, but also you're one of the best players on the planet. you got to show up. It's postseason. So uh, that uh, that series now 2-1. Uh, Memphis has the uh, the 2-1 lead. There will be another game in Minnesota over the weekend. And uh, should be look. It's, it's going to be another one of those, you know, another one of those games probably I mean, where it's just you know wild, violent scoring swings from back and forth. Uh, but they'll play Saturday at uh, at seven o'clock in uh, in Minnesota. The Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I, I, listen, I, I I was like you know before the game, like I, I I had Utah in a in a parlay card. I'm on the money line because. All, all Dallas ever does, that's all they've ever known, is losing in Salt Lake City. The last time the Dallas Mavericks beat the Utah Jazz in Utah was April eleventh, two 2016. <laughs> yeah, that's how long it's been since Dallas won a game in Salt Lake City. And before that, they had another four-year drought before that. So they've won two games in Salt Lake in a decade. Two <laughs> well, they won a third one last night. A just an incredible performance by Jalen Brunson last night. He has the he's getting the you know kind of getting off in the first half. He's 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 starting to feel it and gets absolutely just railroaded. I can't remember who the player was that just full speed right through the back of Jalen Brunson, bruises his back, sends him to the to the to the bench to rehab. Essentially, he's laying on his back watching the game for I don't know it seemed forever he was he was there laying on the floor and the Mavericks were without him and yet they you know they still can kind of, you know kind of continue to stay close keep it you know keep it uh keep it close there in fact I mean they had the lead for most of the game gave it up in the uh, in the third quarter but nonetheless were able to uh, you know to kind of stave off the Utah Jazz and they, they were just scoring at, at a ridiculous pace Spencer Dinwiddie uh, was great. The bench was great. Maxi Kleber, Bertans, and Josh Green had himself a nice comeback game last night. Played 19 minutes, four of six from the field, three of five from beyond the arc, showing that confidence in his jump shot that Jeff Van Gundy had been discussing earlier in the series that Josh Green needed to bring to the floor with him. He scored 12 points last night, had six assists, uh, led the team in assists last night, actually, in just his 19 minutes, and had three rebounds in the game. Here is what I've noticed about this series and what is going on right now. I mean, the, the, the Dallas Mavericks weren't supposed to be real heavy contenders in this series without Luka. The 5-4 matchup, I mean, they're, you know, they're the four, but the 5-4 matchups are generally even. And you don't, if you're the Dallas Mavericks, you don't win games in Salt Lake City. So you just talk that up to two losses in Salt Lake, and you move on from there. It becomes... You know, essentially, uh, you know, a, a four-game series of who can win, uh, you know, the other two games, essentially. So you don't expect this to be going the way that it's going. Because Dallas has a 2-1 lead in the series in the first game. They could have won that game as well. as a really, really tight defensive game. If they had made a couple of shots down the stretch, Dallas probably wins that game as well. Now, here's what I've noticed. People are trying to wonder why the, Dallas is playing well without Luka. I have... Just in, in in what I've watched, this is what I'm seeing. The Mavs are moving the ball a lot more efficiently 
without Luka Doncic. They're able to set screens to create mismatches, and they have taken Rudy Gobert completely out of this series. Rudy Gobert has been a non-factor in this series defensively. Uh, Offensively, we don't expect a whole lot out of Rudy Gobert. I think he, he scored 15 last night, but... He had, he had eight the night before, and I think he had six in the first game. Like he just he's not an offensive player like like that. But defensively, what he does, I mean, he's what three time defensive NBA defensive player of the year. They have completely erased him from this series, and it's because Luca is out that they can do this. When Luka Doncic is in the offense, he dominates the ball. It, you know, if if it's if it's a twenty four second shot clock, if you're if you're going to shoot the ball at zero, okay. Luka Doncic dominates the ball for 18 seconds of those 24 seconds. Like, he just he just constantly dominates the ball. He's constantly playing ISO. And that's what's great about his game. And he's really, really good at it. And Luka Doncic has done great things in his short stint here in the NBA. But in this particular series, I think it's serving the Mavericks better that he's not playing. Because they're actually moving the basketball. They're playing traditional basketball where they're setting screens. And they're able to draw Rudy Gobert away from the basket because they're forcing switches on teams and creating mismatches. And all of a sudden, as soon as Gobert steps away from the rim, they make one pass and attack. And it, he, it has completely erased him from the things that he does so well, which is altering shots, blocking shots. He has, folks, he has three blocked shots in this series. In the series, he has three total. Completely erased. They have taken him out of the of the game, and they put the Mavericks put 126 on the Utah Jazz last night in, in Salt Lake. That's remarkable, considering they don't have Luka Doncic. So credit to Jason Kidd and the Mavs for figuring out a way to get a massive amount of offense without one of the best offensive players in the entire league sitting. You know, with with him sitting on your bench. Uh, I am I'm really impressed with the way that they're playing right now. And I think they're going to win this series. I don't think Utah – they Utah just doesn't have the answer. They, I mean, they got good games out of four of their starters last night. I mean, Gobert scored 15, um, in, but he was perfect from the field. He was 6-6. Six six. He didn't miss a shot. But they got 24 from Bogey. They got 21 from Conley. He turned the ball over a million times. And Spida was, had 32 points. Most of them were at the free throw line, granted. He missed almost every shot he took from beyond the arc. He was really bad from beyond the arc. But nonetheless – they, four of their starters gave them, what was that, 39, 60, 92 points. That just wasn't enough. <laughs> you would think, you know, with, with with that kind of production from your starters, that you'd have a chance at the game, and they really didn't. I mean, they, they basically trailed the entire way, and uh, credit to the Dallas Mavericks on uh, the way that they figured out how to uh, how to get Gobert out of his, uh, out of his comfort, uh, comfort zone. So... That series, of course, Dallas leads that series 2-1, to one, and they'll play game four in Utah Saturday at 1.30, tomorrow at, uh, at 1.30. So that's where that game and that series is at. I'm going to take a timeout. When I come back, I'm going to talk to the Warriors right now because look, everybody's fangirling, fanboying on the Golden State Warriors right now. The national media is like the new the new uh, favorites to win the NBA championship, all because Phoenix Suns lost one game to the New Orleans Pelicans in a game where they just lost focus and they lost Devin Booker after one of the best halves of basketball he's ever played in his entire life. And 
now everybody wants to talk and anoint that the Golden State Warriors are the best team in basketball and they're going to win the championship and blah, 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 blah. And they look good. And they look, look, they, they do. They look really good against a team who hasn't won a playoff game in four years. Talk about that next right here on the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to the Jeff Dean Show here talking NBA playoffs. And in the Western Conference playoffs last night in Denver, it was the Golden State Warriors. They got into a battle with the Denver Nuggets. I mean, Denver uh, showed that they weren't going to go quietly into the night. Um, without a fight, and they, you know they actually focused on, you know, focused their energies on fighting the opposing team as opposed to fighting with one another or the officials. Like I had mentioned the night uh, two nights ago, what had happened uh, you know, in that game and everything that's been going on with that uh, with that basketball team. And look, we we know that they're short, they're shorthanded. We 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 get it. They they've they've been playing without Jamal Murray for what seems like 3 years now almost it seems like it's forever since i've seen Jamal Murray shoot a basketball you know they're also playing without Michael Porter Jr and this is one of the you know, look these are this is one of the things that we talk, talked about uh, we didn't i didn't talk about it here uh specifically but what it was discussed by the professionals and you know the experts and things on the matter about Michael Porter's health at the next level i mean he's done nothing but battle health issues his entire career whether it be in high school college or now at the pro level he's just been a guy who has not been available all the time he's constantly hurt hip back knee ankle shoulder you name it I mean it's just the the list goes on and on and on so we understand we we get it the Denver Nuggets can stop telling us that they are shorthanded without two of their superstars okay they have two max contracts sitting on the bench unable to play because they're hurt. We, we, we get it. We, we don't, you don't have to keep telling us that because they continue to do so, and it's driving me nuts. Anyway, Golden State Warriors last night, really, uh, you know, the, it, was, it was a really tight game until the Warriors said, all right, we're going to just put you away now. Um, we're going to say goodnight. And they went on a 9-2 run. Draymond gets a big steal of the Joker in that final minute. Joker had a great game. I mean, he was the he was the reason Denver was in that game. Thirty seven points, eighteen boards. I mean, he was really really good. Um, but you know, I mean, they just don't you know. And and look, Aaron Gordon was also really good. He was the second best player for the Nuggets last night, eighteen and twelve um, for uh, for Gordon. But it's just it's just not enough. I mean, you, you don't they just don't have enough to go at the Golden State Warriors, especially the way the Golden State Warriors are playing right now. They went the 9-2 run to put them away. But they got Steph Curry coming off the bench, for God's sakes. He scores, again, 27 points last night coming off the bench. Jordan Poole has 27 points. Clay, 26 points. Clay was unconscious last night. What, 6 of of 12, I think he was, from beyond the arc? It's – listen, the – the the Golden State Warriors had a had a had a player start the All Star game this year that was not just previously named as one of their three best players right now. Andrew Wiggins was the start. It was an All Star starter this year for the Warriors. He has been a non factor in this series. Like imagine if if he starts to turn things on. 
and if he gets involved in the game. Listen, I'm not saying the Warriors are a bad team. They got you know, they earned the three seed in the West. They had plenty of injuries along the way, trying to reintegrate Clay Thompson into the into the lineup, trying to get Draymond back and healthy. They've been missing uh, you know Andre Iguodala, basically keeping him ready for a playoff run. He had some minutes last night. He played like 15 minutes, I think, last night. Scored a bucket. Um, played some great defense, like he, like we're, you know, we expect out of out of Iggy. Um, it, it's been it's been a, it's been a tough road for Steve Kerr this year, trying to get this chemistry working. Well, it's working right now. I mean, they're they're playing extremely well, but I, I'm not I'm not going to try and sit here and anoint this team as the new favorite to win the championship. Okay, first of all, they were already one of the five teams that most people were considering to win the championship. There were two teams coming out of the West that, that people were saying, okay, those are the two teams that are going to come out the West. It's either going to be the Suns or the Warriors. Most people were dismissing the Memphis Grizzlies, although talented, very inexperienced, and young and immature. And in the East, I think most people were like, there's, there's three teams in the East that could legitimately win an NBA title. Okay, So it's not like the Warriors are just came, you know, came out of nowhere. But let's pump the brakes a little bit on the, uh, the, 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 the hyperbolic reactions to the Warriors beating the Denver Nuggets. I mean, let's see here. The Denver Nuggets, last time they played in a series was Phoenix Suns, and they got swept in that series. They're going to get swept in this series. That, listen, they're just not playing good basketball. They're an undermanned team. They've got a great player in Nikola Jokic, and they've got good enough players around him to win enough games during the season, where they win 48 games this year, to seed themselves in the top six of the Western Conference, which is good enough, you know, for you know for the talent level that they have and the guys that they have available to them. It is not a team that is capable of winning an NBA championship, so I'm not like I'm not going to sit here and anoint the Golden State Warriors the greatest thing in basketball right now. Are they playing great? Yes, it's fun to watch them. Once again, Steve Kerr has done an amazing job. And I, listen, I gave Kerr uh, kudos when the season ended. I gave him kudos when they won after game one. And I'll give it to him again. Steph Curry coming off the bench, 31 points, tw- uh, thirty-one minutes, 27 points last night. The big three, uh, was it 54, 80 points last night for them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good what they're doing. But let's put them up against a team who's actually ready to win a playoff series as opposed to the Denver Nuggets, who are not. <laughs> okay? Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at with this. I, no disrespect to the Warriors. They're a really good basketball team, and I think they're going to put away the Nuggets in this series probably on Sunday when they play. Uh, I think they play at noon on Sunday, and they probably will put away the Nuggets. The Nuggets are just wallowing in their own self-pity right now, and uh, arguing with one another, and things aren't going well for them. And the Warriors will probably put them away and get to rest and all these other things while other teams are battling it out with the teams who are fully loaded in this particular postseason. So let's just pump the brakes on on anointing the Golden State Warriors, the, the Western Conference champions, for a moment, and let's kind of let things play out here. And we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, like I always say, I, as a fan of whatever team, regardless of what sport it is, I always want my teams to play against the best. I some people are like, man, I hope this team, you know, wins. I hope this team upsets. Like like when Arizona was in the in, in the tournament, right? 
people were hoping for the upsets. We hope we get to play the 11 seed and the 13 seed on our way to you know, an elite eight or whatever. Look, you don't know, okay? You don't know what's going to come about. I mean, nobody knew that St. Peter's was going to beat Kentucky and be the first 15 seed to reach an elite eight in the history of the tournament. You don't know. You just play who's in front of you. I would rather play the best teams. Personally, I want to know how my team, the team that I root for, measures up against the best in the league, the best of their of their competition. And, yes, I do want to see the Phoenix Suns play in a series against the Golden State Warriors, not only because I think it would be great for the NBA and it's, it's, a, it's incredible action and there's rooting interest on both sides for me personally, but I just think it, I, I want the Suns to prove themselves against who I think is the second best team in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors. The playoffs are here, and you can make every game feel like Game 7 on FanDuel Sportsbook, which is an official betting partner of the NBA. And throughout the playoffs, all customers can enjoy and place bets on their no-sweat same-game parlays each week. You can do one a week as your no-sweat same-game parlay. Now, the, sto- the, the, the no-sweat SGP, you, you have to opt in just like any other promo that you would, you would be accessing on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Okay, Once you've opted in, Choose the SGP that you like. Okay, well, it, you can do SGP plus, like as far not SGP plus. You can do SG, SGP like multi games. Uh, you know, choosing player props, money lines, over unders, all that kind of stuff. You know, whatever money you throw at that, if it doesn't win, okay, FanDuel is going to compensate you with up to twenty dollars in free bets. I just used my twenty dollar free bet last night on a parlay card in the Chicago White Sox didn't come through for me and were the only losing leg of the card and I'm very upset at my friend who told me that they were guaranteed to win against the Cleveland Indians or Guardians sorry <laughs> no disrespect but let me tell you something it's fun to play with house money and that's literally what that is when I made my parlay card it was like do you want to play with your free bet money and I said yes I do click the button and it didn't cost me any stake at all and it was awesome and it was fun and it's <laughs> I tell you what it's a lot less stressful uh, when it's not your money on the line. But if I did win, I was guaranteed to be paid out in just a few minutes because that's how fast FanDuel pays on their, on their winning cards. They pay faster than anyone else out there. Uh, I can attest to that. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's great. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Sign up with my promo code DEAN, and you'll be able to enjoy access to even more great promotions like the No Sweat promo. Once again, that's my promo code DEAN exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So uh, lace them up. This NBA postseason, get up to $20 in free bets if your same-game parlay doesn't win with FanDuel Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NBA, 21 and over in present Arizona. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site, uh, fri- sorry, non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet is $20 per week. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step 53342. When we return, a big series in Tucson. U of A baseball hosting that school from up north. We'll talk about that next right here on the Jeff Dean Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. You guys get a whole bunch of emojis downloaded to your phone recently? I did. I, like, I opened my phone yesterday and was like, uh, oh, by the way, I, I was going to send a text to somebody, and it was like, 
would you like to see your new emojis? I'm like, oh, sweet, new emojis. Like it's like a, like a holiday or something, like new emoji day. There's like 40 new emojis on my Android now. Like, wow, there's some interesting ones. I'm like, I don't know what this is or how I would use this, but I'm going to find a way to do it. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I like new stuff like that. Like eh, just give me new fun stuff to play with. There are too many things in life that are serious. I want fun, playful things just to keep us keep us young. Right, that's that's kind of what it's all about here, especially when you get to my age. There's people, so there's some of you listening right now, like this old fart here talking about trying to stay young. I'm just, you know, trying to get my life started here. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Trust me, you're gonna get there someday too, brat. <laughs> all right, big big weekend in Tucson at High Corbett Field. That school from up north is going to be in town for a three-game series. This time it matters. This time it really counts against the conference records of the uh, of the two teams. And uh, so the Wildcats are going to be taking on the Sun Devils. That uh, first game is tonight. The game's at six o'clock at the uh, at the Juice Box. T.J. Nichols on the bump for uh, for uh, Chip Hale's Wildcats. Uh, he's going to be facing off against lefty Adam Talak. Listen, Arizona State's. Pitching staff has been terrible all year, and I mean really bad. <laughs> yes, they're a good offensive team. I think they average like seven runs a game. But uh, pitching-wise, I, I think the guy who's pitching for them on Saturday is the only guy that they have on their staff that's anywhere close to an ERA of four. Like, yeah, he's got a uh, Kyle Luckman. He's got an ERA of 4.38. I think he's the closest that they get to a guy that's like four ERA. Talak, the guy who's the lefty who's pitching tonight, his ERA is 6.95. The Wildcats need to take care of business. They need to handle their business this weekend, and it's not just because it's a rivalry. I liked what I saw from the Wildcats, and I didn't get a chance to watch the games, but reading the summaries and just kind of seeing how the team responded. Look, and, and Chip, look, Chip Hale talked about it. I think he hit the nail squarely on the head. They had just lost two out of three to Utah. They did not play well. They didn't hit well in situations. Their their situational hitting with runners in scoring position was awful. Uh, Utah blew them up with runners in scoring position. They didn't pitch well. They defended better. Like they, you know, they, they've been focusing on that. They've got guys in the right positions now. Obviously, that's helping. But they defended better. But they, the situational hitting was bad. Pitching was bad, and, and things just it, it was a sour weekend in Salt Lake City. Then they have to spend Easter Sunday away from their family, traveling to Omaha, Nebraska, where it is like 34 degrees and windy, and it was miserable out there. And they had to play against a team who hasn't lost, had the nation's longest home winning streak, I found out. Uh, Creighton had won 14 in a row at home before taking on the Wildcats, and it was the longest home winning streak in the country. And the Wildcats took both of those games and looked good doing it. Now, the, the, the bats didn't come to life. You don't see that happen too often when you're on the road, specifically in, in, a, in situations like they were in, in conditions, weather conditions, not just that. But, look, they had to sit and stew on that that horrible weekend, you know, series loss to Utah. They had to sit there and stew on it, not being able to spend time with their families for Easter, you know, if they, if they have families here, you know, do anything that would you know, remotely resemble what they were used to on Easter Sunday. Um, from you know, these are young men. It's, they were just spending Easter Sunday. They were just getting Easter baskets like five years ago. So, some of them, um, you know, this is this is new territory for them. 
I thought, you know, what the way Chip Hale responded, you know, and his quotes and things like that from from what he said about his team, I think spoke volumes about where they are mentally. This is a series that, look, it goes back a long ways, and you know, both managers now are guys who played at high levels for top tier teams at their respective schools. Chip Hale, obviously, winning a national championship at Arizona. And Willie Bloomquist was Pac-10 Player of the Year when he was at Arizona State. You know, played I think he played three years at at, at, at ASU. Uh, obviously, went on to have a, a nice career in Major League Baseball as well. So these two guys are uh, you, you know well ingrained in the rivalry. And I also thought what Chip Hale said about the guys not getting too high for this you know for this series emotionally was going to be really important for them. It, you know, football. You get fired up. Basketball, you get fired up. It's rapid fire. It's physical game. Baseball's different. You got to have your wits about you. You got to keep your cool. You got to be working through the process. You got to understand the chess game that's going on out there. You got to pay attention. Like it's it's a it's a different type of sport. You can't just go out there and get all hyped up and you know go nuts and get your adrenaline pumping and get you you know floating and vibrating off the field and. You know you can't get that way because like like he said you know football you get to go out and hit somebody you can you can channel that energy and you know into hitting someone in baseball you don't really get a chance to do that unless you're charging at home plate and things like that and even that's frowned upon so um you have to keep your wits about you but you have to keep a very very fine edge about you as well in these rivalry games because you know the guys across the the, the diamond from you are going to be doing the same thing so look it's a big series for Arizona. Right now, um, if you look at it, the you know look at the standings, ASU is not exactly you know gangbusters here. They're you know they're one of the, they are the worst pitching staff in the in the in the conference. They're dead last in ERA and other. I think they're dead last in WHIP also uh, in the conference. And they're a 500 team, but Arizona's now slipped down into third position in the uh, in the conference standings. And if they want to host, okay, if they want to host postseason, they're going to have to get on that horse and, and finish up strong in these final, you know, these final series that are going to be playing in the conference. Um, and it starts this weekend, starts tonight at 6 o'clock at High Corbett Field. So get on down there, support your Wildcats. I, listen, this, this is a long shot, but I have the night off tonight. I got the night off because the Phoenix Suns are in action and um, a lot of the bars here in Phoenix, they, they don't run, you know, their traditional nightly promotions when the Suns are in the playoffs. They just get too much interest from Suns fans that want to go out and watch the games and be amongst other people. So um, I'm off work tonight. I may just get a, a, you know, a, a wild hair and decide to drive down to Tucson today and go watch the baseball game this, this evening. Cause look, as much as I would love to go to every game, I don't live in Tucson. I hope most of you know that. I still live up, live up here in Phoenix. I get down to Tucson as often as I possibly can. Um, and maybe tonight is that opportunity for me to get down there and check out some Wildcat baseball because, you know, I can't sit here and say, you guys need to go out and support the team and then not go out and support the team myself. So very important to me that I do it as well. So I may just uh, get on the old get on the old I-10 and, Drive down there and check out some baseball and enjoy the beautiful weather that we're having in Tucson right now. All right. Uh, it is your chance to win the Batman, the the newest Dark Knight reboot. We're going give, to give away a digital download right now. I want you to text the word RIDDLE, as in riddle me this, riddle me that, 
to 68683. Text the word RIDDLE to 68683. You've got a window here just for about the next 10 minutes or so to the top of the hour um, where we can uh, we can take registrations to uh, try to win that digital download, and you can unmask the truth as the Batman is caught in a deadly game of cat and mouse with the Riddler in this gritty thriller starring Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz, and you can now own the Batman for free on ESPN Tucson with a digital download, the 4K Ultra HD uh, download of the Batman. And it's good, like, honestly. Like, if you like good action flicks with great music and, and you know, big explosions and great characters and stuff like this is it like this is a it's it's a really good movie uh, trust me i i thought it was i thought it was very very good well done considering the litany of choices we have in batman movies over time all right so good luck text the word riddle to 68683 good luck and enjoy the movie when we return we'll start talking some nfl plenty of nfl news and notes to get into that's next right here in the jeff dean show the Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to Jeff Dean Show. Here, just a quick little segment here before we uh, jump over into hour number two. We'll kind of push NFL talk into hour number two. We'll uh, talk a little bit more about a story that broke yesterday morning while we were on the air. Mike Tyson assaulting a passenger on an airplane. And we had the video, and I kind of gave a little play-by-play of the videos I was watching it unfold. Uh, as someone who's been around Iron Mike's on several occasions and, and like being in his company uh, and enjoy being around him. And I thought he's, uh, you know, I think Mike's uh, honestly a real sweetheart. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of funny things that he and... He and Joe Rogan did, or not sorry, not Joe Rogan. He and uh, Dana White did like a had like a funny little video. They were on a, a private jet together, and Dana Dana uh, White reposted that video yesterday on Twitter that said it, it was basically like this is what you should do uh, around Mike Tyson on an airplane. And Dana White's like sitting in his in his nice cushy you know private jet chair next to the window, and Mike Tyson comes up and he goes. Hey, you're sitting in my seat. And Dana White says, well, I like this seat. And he goes, I like it better. And Dana White gets up and moves, and Mike sits down, and he puts his neck pillow on and stuff. And it's just a joke, you know. It's just funny stuff. <laughs> but it's funny because of what happened yesterday. Now, more news is coming out about the altercation that occurred between the two. Now, I was giving kind of a you know, play-by-play of what happened. I think this drunk guy's being a jackass sitting behind Mike Tyson, posing over him, you know, for pictures and videos and things like that. Apparently, he threw a water bottle at Iron Mike, and that's what set Mike off. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And and honestly, you know, it's I mentioned yesterday, I'm like, I'm probably going to, you know, lose some people on this. People are going to be mad at me because I'm supporting someone, taking swings at someone else, blah, blah, blah. When there was so you know so much outrage over what Will Smith did to Chris Rock at the at the Academy Awards, and it's really funny because the overwhelming support for Mike Tyson yesterday on socials by people who not are are not even in the world of sports. It's just people who saw what happened. You know, watched the TMZ video that that uh, had been released or the the two videos that had been released actually from from uh, TMZ. And the, there was overwhelming support for Mike Tyson. In fact, it led some people, because, look, 
when you're talking about idiots on a plane, everyone wants to punch these people in the face, right? I mean, like, we've all been there before. We've all been on an airplane. Maybe you, you, know, maybe you don't fly a whole lot, and that's fine. If you fly a lot, you've, you've been on an airplane with an idiot, with a loudmouth, with a jerk, with somebody who's had too much to drink, or they're just, there's something wrong with them. They want to cause a problem. They want to be loud, and they want to be uh, unruly and all these other things, and all everyone wants to do is punch that person in the face. It's like the movie Airplane when, you know, the, the, the lady is freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, we're going to die. We're going to crash, blah, blah. And there's a line of people lined up to slap, punch, uh, stab. There's people with baseball bats. I mean, it's an airplane. It's a movie, obviously. It's, it's you know, a complete parody movie. Um, <laughs> and, you know, completely blown, over, you know, out of proportion, which is what makes it funny. Leslie Nielsen's still one of the funniest people ever. And... We've all wanted to do it, right, with that person on an airplane. It's, I think it's funny that the, the the support for Mike Tyson has been really positive for the most part. I mean, there's been a few people who are like, you don't ever strike anyone for any reason. Okay, sure. I, I mean, look, I can probably get on board with that. I'm not a, much of a fighter myself. I really don't. I never got into fights really as much as a kid every once in a while. If I needed to defend myself, sure. Um. And Mike Tyson wasn't really defending himself. He was just sick and tired of this idiot sitting behind him and didn't know what he was going to do next. The guy threw a water bottle at him. So, yeah, knock the dude out. Teach him who's boss and tell him not to do that anymore. So, good for you, Mike. All right, that's our number one in the books. We're going to turn our attention to the NFL and some boxing also in our number two. Just a quick little two-minute two turnaround. Stay here for the Jeff Dean Show. Hour number two is next on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. From the Casino del Sol studio, the soul of Tucson, this is ESPN Tucson. KFFN Tucson. KWCX Tank of Verde. KMXZ HD4 Tucson.